You're waking up with Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. No shirt, no problem. Stuff about 9-11 yesterday. Failed to mention that Kenny Chesney was supposed to be in New York on that day, a, a block away from the World Trade Centers, shooting a video. So he was not there that day. He, he was, was supposed not. to be. No, he was in Virginia. They got some kind of a scheduling snafu or something, right? Uh, decided not to do it for whatever oh, reason. Okay. However, had they stuck to the original schedule, he'd have been one block away. Wow. And would you look at, like, a lot of the video and the pictures of when those buildings came down, it was like toothpaste being squeezed through the streets. It was just debris. Yeah. It was most. It was the one of the oddest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And he'd have been a block away. You know, hopefully out of there but geez just you know some of the images that they were running last night on the news it was just incredible did, to relive did it not just come right back to you i mean yeah i mean right down to the the chill bumps on your skin it just I, I can remember what is when they showed videos of the of, of the towers falling you know when it actually happened and thinking this is like a this is like a disaster movie it's it right. doesn't even seem real mm-hmm. and then you see those images again you know replayed yesterday and I went right back to that same feeling again. It, there, there's almost this this sense of, of disbelief. It's just amazing. I, I I hope this doesn't sound insensitive. I'm glad I'm glad yesterday's behind us. I want to, I, just, I hate that. I hate 9/11. I hate that day. Somebody posted yesterday, and, and I put it on my personal Facebook page, of which two people who work here I'm still not friends with, so they won't see it. That's why I'm doing this on the air. <laughs> and it said, uh, I would never ever ever want to relive 9/11, but I miss 9/12. I miss 9-12, September the 12th, when stores ran out of American flags. Yeah. When it didn't matter what your religion was or what your politics were, mm-hmm. we all came together because we were Americans, and what brought us together was stronger than what divided us. Yeah. I think more than ever, that message needs to be replayed over and over so that we're not so divisive in this country. Yeah. Amen to that. Did you see uh, a couple of big breaking food stories yesterday? I mean, almost kind of earth-shattering. Number one, Subway is doing away with the $5 footlong. Really? I didn't see that. Franchises will no longer be required to sell the $5 footlong. They can if they want to, but I guess at a recent conference of franchisees, the $5 footlong... Basically, it's it's eating into their profits too much, and and they uh, like over four hundred voted to to do away with the five dollar footlongs. I thought that was a deal that came and went. It's, like every so often they'd bring it up and then they take it away. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be away more than it's gonna be brought around. Okay, that's what it sounds like. And the other thing is, according to a Harris poll, the best rex- Mexican restaurant in America is Taco Bell. I mean, the which the worst. I'm so mad about that. Taco Bell is just fine if you you know it's two in the morning and you've been out partying. That's the only time it's okay. I like Taco Bell. I do too, actually. I love Taco but Bell. But if the, the, the actual uh, um, thing is is uh, favorite Mexican restaurant, and I, okay, because it's a nationwide chain, but I think Mexican is like one of those things that's better left to like little neighborhood taquerias. Oh my gosh, Don't you think absolutely. That is probably more like a top of mind awareness. For instance, if you were on Family Feud. And you were, right. fat and somebody said, and the question was, name a Mexican restaurant. Boom, you'd go with Taco Bell. Yeah, but can you even call it a restaurant? I mean, it's it's fast food. Chipotle. It's drive through or dine-in, Cody. <laughs> okay. Chipotle and Moe's. I've never heard of Moe's, but Chipotle and Moe's were like second and third or Moe's whatever. Moe's is pretty good, but I mean, still, they're your chain. If Chipotle could get out of their own way, they might be number one. Yeah, exactly. We have a place uh, growing up in, in Washington called Taco Time. And I don't think there's any... I'm sure that's way different than Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, they want her money. I out of got <laughs> until I moved. Welcome down. to Ozark. <laughs> yeah. Until I moved here, I didn't know that burritos didn't need to be deep fat fried, and that's because of Taco Time. I thought, and I think everybody. What? I, Wait, I'm, I'm not making that up. What? Mexican food was not a big thing in the Northwest. In Taco Time, they deep fat fried their burritos. And by the way, it's phenomenally good. I mean, that sounds but amazing, but like a heart attack but, waiting to until happen. Until I got down here, I had no idea that burritos could just be served without all the, the grease and, and fat. It just it's a mind-blowing experience. It's like coming from Texas, where even the salad bar is deep fried. <laughs> or in the south where, you know, yeah, exactly. They serve salad with butter. There is, there's a, uh, used to be a chain, it's gone now, uh, of restaurants in the Midwest. Called, they were called chimichangas, and that was obviously a Mexican thing. And all it was was some sort of tortilla, no matter what you ordered, with just a load of rice and sour cream. And that was it. Oh, this must be Mexican food. So we're asking, what? We're asking on Facebook this morning, what is your favorite Mexican restaurant locally? Tried to have your back last night, Tom. I had Dimitri last night, and I was driving back and forth on Highway 50 to, to my house and then to drop him off in East Sac. And I thought, you know, I'm going to look for Priuses and see whether or not they're being tailgated. Because Tom's driving a Prius now, and, and he says people tailgate him more than any other car he's ever driven. Well, by far. I mean, and I'm not imagining it. People are aggressive around Priuses way more than they need to be. I find that hard to believe. I'm, I'm just not never making targeted it up, man. a Prius. So just my luck, when I've got your good nature in mind... I can't find a Prius on the road anywhere. I'm looking and going, I can't believe this. Because any other day, and it's just loaded. But then, Tom, then I got to East Sac. <laughs> East Sacramento looks like a dealership for the Prius. Yep, Everybody's got sense. one. Well, don't you get a free one when you move there? I, yeah, well. <laughs> I haven't got mine yet. Midtown well, is the You're same in Midtown, way. right? You're close. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Teslas in Midtown. You, so, yeah. There you go. Well, that's because that's Midtown <laughs> Midtown is the area of town that says, I've got a hot car in a one-bedroom apartment. That's about it, yeah. <laughs> but, in fact, East Sac, uh, next weekend, Tom, it's hot September nights in East Sacramento at McKinley Park, featuring a car show with all Priuses and yoga. <laughs> is there going to be a chili cook-off, yeah, too? No, no, it's a vegan cook-off. <laughs> oh, vegan chili. That's right. New Country 105.1. Hey, Tom's Hot Nashville Minute. Tony. This year's annual CMT Artists of the Year special will be all about the girls. For the first time ever, the event will focus solely on female artists. It'll honor Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert, Kelsey Ballerini, Maren Morris, Lady Annabellums, Hillary Scott, and Karen and Kimberly from Little Big Town. That same day, CMT will also stage a Women of Country Music takeover across all platforms. The special will air October 17th. More announcements about performers and special guests will be announced in the next few weeks. Congratulations to Kelsey Ballerini. She's going to be the fifth judge on the next season of The Voice. It is also her birthday today. What is she like, 20? She's 25 or 26. Okay. I think 25. Her. And uh, this past Sunday, Carrie Underwood debuted a new Sunday night football theme. And according to USA Today, which looked at social media reaction, uh, fans were less than enamored with it. If you didn't hear it, here's a, a clip. seeing it, but I didn't realize she was singing. It's just like, oh, comments, right. comments on Twitter include, I love Carrie Underwood, but man, these Sunday night football songs get worse and worse. And if there's any reason to boycott the NFL, it's because of that Carrie Underwood intro. What? As a nation, we deserve better. It's not that bad. 
bad. <laughs> I didn't mind it. There was nothing wrong with it. I think people are just too ready to complain about something. Exactly. All it's the time. New. I hate it. Get it out of here. Uh, all these people have been drinking most of Sunday, and they're just like, could you get that out of here and just get on with the game? My bears are on, please. Luke Bryan performed in front of 30,000 fans outside his restaurant slash bar in downtown Nashville Monday night. It was free. And Ryan Hurd joined him because Ryan Hurd wrote his latest single, Sunrise, Sunburn, Sunset, Sun something. Something like that, yeah. Right. Uh, so he was on stage, and uh, the, the greatest comment came from Dirks Bentley, who said, man, you're cutting into my business, because Dirks has a bar and restaurant there. <laughs> like, pe- the crowd was so big, people could not get into Dirks' place. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> if you'd like to see the video, it's on our webpage at kncifm.com. Which cars have the worst drivers? We are all judgmental. I don't care who you are. You can say, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. When you get on the road, you judge other people by the car they drive. It's just it's human nature. Yeah, and you posted on Facebook that very question uh, along with a, a picture of a Prius. Well, there is a Harris poll that came out in 2018. Here are the top five worst drivers in the cars they drive. Five minivans, four Mercedes, three Audis, two Range Rovers, and one... The BMW. Huh, which is not surprising whatsoever. Prius came in at number six. No, number six. Okay, yes. so we're top ten. Yes, you are so, top ten. And, and we were talking yesterday, later in the show, about uh, since I got this used Prius, which I got to save money on our commute because we have to drive farther. We moved to a new building. Yeah, it's yeah, like ten yeah. miles farther than our old building. So I've got this, this Prius, and I swear to God, people are more aggressive around that car than any other car I've ever driven. I get tailgated more in that thing than anything else, and I just feel like the venom just, you know, emitting off of people as they drive by me. Prius owner. And the, the, the threat on Facebook so far is is confirming exactly how I'm feeling. Overwhelmingly, Prius. <laughs> Diane from Auburn says, I hate Prius drivers. They drive like crap in general. They can do the speed limit, but most don't. And they act entitled and stuff and won't move over in the slow lanes or pullouts or anything. Carl says there's two types of Prius drivers and only two. The ones that drive way too slow and the ones that seem to think they're driving a Ferrari and haul butt everywhere. Either way, when I see one, I have an overwhelming urge to push it into a guardrail. <laughs> I didn't do anything. What, Watch what, out, what, Tom. What Not make, nervous. What make a car as the worst drivers, Jeremy and Roseville? Toyotas, three exclamation points. Especially Prius drivers, the worst. <laughs> well, I also drive a Toyota if it makes you feel any better, Tom. Right here, dude. Oh, my gosh, we all do now. We're horrible drivers. <laughs> apparently so. Yeah, but apparently I'm in a class by myself. <laughs> you always have been, Tom. <laughs> BMW drivers are still the worst to me. So. Yeah, really, it's amazing. I, I, I just, I, I'm just, like, minding my own business, and people, and you can't, the thing is, when I get, like, somebody glaring, I can't flip them off because I'm in a Prius. Video game players, even casual Please explain this one to me. Dietrich's son, Aiden, is 12. And when he gets some spare time, what he'll do is he goes to a YouTube channel and he watches people playing a video game. He's not playing the video game. He watches people play it. And then they have play-by-play people to tell you what's going on in the video game. He's highly entertained by this. Yeah, it's a new trend. I mean, I don't watch it myself, but yeah, it is something that people are doing. They're watching basically video game professionals, and these people play for money, and they make money off their YouTube channels for oh, people dude, to go there, and watch. There, there, there are colleges now that have video gaming scholarships. 
I believe it. It's becoming a legitimate sport, which is bizarre. So is that the deal? Is it to to pick up tips on how to play it better? That's supposed to be what it's for, but I know people just get absorbed. Zombie-like. He gets in that vortex and then... Well, forget it. I, I did a little research, and there's a, a, a whole write-up by this child psychologist who said they're doing it for the same reasons you or I would watch football or baseball or golf on TV, whatever. It's entertainment value, one. Uh, social connections. You can talk to your friends the next day about it. Uh, skills boost. If you're you know into that game, you can kind of pick up some tips on how to play it better. And so in that regard, if put in that context and perspective, I kind of I get it a little bit uh, more. But... My favorite thing is in when I was researching this just now, and I showed you, there is apparently a video game out there that is nothing but a video goat that goes and wreaks havoc on this town. It's like Grand Theft Auto, only with an angry goat. And I have to find this video. <laughs> That's is it, fantastic. Is it Grand Theft Goat? <laughs> goat Theft Auto? I don't know. I and hope the, so. The last question is this. When did it become a thing or even a profession where you could uh, strap on a headset and do play-by-play of a video game? They have people that get paid to do this. Beats yes. me. Yeah. I'll bet you half the guys at KHTK probably have side gigs doing that. <laughs> New Country 105.1. Here's what's trending. The California Department of Public Health confirmed two fatal cases of West Nile in humans in California. One of the deaths was in Yuba City, obviously hitting very close to home. Health officials say there have been at least 56 human cases of West Nile in 21 California counties in 2018. 422 dead birds have been tested positive, so officials are saying wear mosquito repellent and drain any kind of standing water around your property. Hurricane Florence is no joke. It's bearing down on the Carolinas. Weather forecasters say it's picking up even more intensity as it nears land. Right now it's a Category 4, which is bad enough, but they're saying it could still reach Category 5 by tonight or tomorrow morning. Millions, of course, have been evacuated from the coastline where the storm surge is expected to be as much as, what would you say, Pat, 13 feet? Yes. God. And it could last for days. Power could be out for weeks. Uh, If you have a flight in the next couple of days, make sure you check ahead because this storm is already causing air travel delays across the country. If you want action, text, no, email, probably not, write a letter. That's what nine-year-old Kensley James did. She wanted tacos for dinner, and her mom said no because she wanted them from Taco Bell, and she said, I'm too busy to drive out there and get them. So nine-year-old Kinsley sat down and wrote a letter to Taco Bell listing five reasons that they should start delivery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of them was, I mean, besides somebody might have had surgery and they want tacos. Somebody could be sick and they want tacos. Somebody might not have a car and they want tacos from Taco Bell. And the last one was, or somebody's mean mom might be too busy to drive her daughter out there. So that's why you should have a delivery service. And at the end, she concluded with, this would be a good way to make more money. And she sent it off. Did it work? Taco Bell got back to her. Nine-year-old Kinsley James will now be the keynote speaker at the Taco Bell franchisee convention, speaking in front of 1,400 different people who run Taco Bell in Las Vegas next month. And she gets to bring her mom. Can you imagine the catering for that? (laughs) (laughs) She is going to be in heaven. That's awesome. If you want to read her letter and see the whole story, it's on our webpage, kncifm.com. Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1.